and uh, move on to the next one. You've got the mic. Anything you'd like to say? Oh, uh, just the process. <laughs> Thanks, Joel. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to We Love 76ers Podcast, featuring your host, the legend himself. Dun, 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 we love Tom. It's been a while, guys, but I'm back. I've been working like mad stop. It's kind of hard working and trying to contain this, but I'm focused and I'm dedicated, so I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep putting content out for y'all. Welcome to episode four of We Love 76ers podcast. Today, we're gonna just going to talk about the last four games for the 76ers and my opinions, my thoughts, and my anger. <laughs> so first, it was the first game. We played the Pelicans. Obviously, everyone expected us to win. I feel like it's. Uh, I feel like we did a pretty good job. Should have blown them out more. They were going like neck and neck at first. I don't know why, but then against the Sixers, so we expect that. Things I've been noticing is our bench is still kind of looking iffy. Eh. I also been noticing that. Our team just has, like, no identity right now. Just doesn't know, like, what's going on. I know we got, like, a lot of drama going this season, so I guess I can't get that mad. But fuck that, man. Then the second game we played the Brooklyn Nets, a game we should have won. And we didn't. And that was unbelievable. I was actually at that game. We had the lead for basically the whole game. The whole game, it just looked like the Sixers was going to win. And then that last five minutes, classic Sixers just blows the lead and lets the Brooklyn Nets win. And as I said in the first couple episodes, about one of the goals was to hold the league as a team. And as you can see, that's still a problem for us. Playmaking's been a problem for us so far this year. Joel's already having knee problems and we haven't even played 10 games yet. It's literally like all the goals that I made for these players and these teams are just not happening right now. <laughs> it's like they're literally doing the opposite of everything I said. Like they heard me and they just said, fuck what Tony's saying. We're going to do the opposite. For example, my goal for Isaiah, Joe, get in the rotation, show Doc you belong in the rotation. You can be a solid bench player for us. I've been a huge Isaiah Joe fan for last season, from the beginning of this season, from the offseason, from the preseason. I talked about him in the first two episodes of the podcast, and he is embarrassing me. He comes on the court. He looks scared. He's making the wrong passes. He's hesitating when he's taking a shot. Like, where's preseason Isaiah Joe? What the hell is he doing out there? And last game, he barely even got in. Got in for like probably like five minutes. Them couple minutes you get in, just do your job. Do what you're good at. Come in, shoot a couple threes. Don't look like you never played an NBA game before. It's your second year, Isaiah. Come on, man. Another goal I had. Doc Rivers to not act like a fucking dumbass and learn how to fucking coach. Did that happen? What do you guys think? Exactly. <laughs> This guy, Doc Rivers, is still just doing dumb shit, especially during the clutch. Like, what are we doing as a team, as a coach, 
that we go five minutes of playing just running around and not scoring. How do we how are we on the court for five minutes and we're not scoring? Why are we not making the adjustments? I literally said, Doc, make adjustments. Why are we not making the adjustments? A go-ahead for Joel Embiid was to try to stay healthy. Try not to sit a couple games. We played four games so far, and three out of them four games, he's been questionable. And a game-time decision. Game five today against the Detroit Pistons at home, and he's a game-time decision. How? How already? Why is our center, our MVP, our franchise player... Diving for loose balls and all that. We have role players for that, Joel. Please stop. We need you, especially with Ben Simmons not here right now. What are you doing? What in your head is making you say, let me jump and try to save the ball? No, let the role players do that. We need you more than anyone on this team, and you know that. You got to stay healthy, especially right now. The season just started. I want Daryl Morey and Doc Rivers to sit Joel down and say, listen, we need you more than anything. We need you to stop doing all the unnecessary stuff that makes you on the floor 24-7. Even if you're, like, trying to get a foul and do, like, your little flop to get to the free throw line, try to do it without falling. Please, Joel, we need you. Another thing I noticed so far with these past four games, my guy Seth Curry shooting out his God damn mine right now. He's had a bad game against the Knicks. But besides that, he's been playing real great so far. He's shooting with confidence. Especially with no Ben Simmons or just no playmaker around the court. He's creating his own shots. Doing a lot of picks and pops with Joel. I'm really liking that. He had 25 in the first quarter. Like, come on. Hitting seven threes in one game. Like, come on. It's Seth Curry, man. Looking like Steph. Looking cephalous. <laughs> just jokes, just jokes. Don't kill me. <laughs> Corny jokes. Another thing that I like that I'm seeing is my guy, Nang. Now, I told you guys he was a great free agent pickup. I told you guys he's going to be great being in the corner, shooting them corner threes, and that's exactly what he's doing. He's averaging career high, 10 points off the bench right now. He's had a couple games where he hit three threes. That's real nice for us, especially for being, like, not that good of a three-point shooting team. But right now, we're in the top five in three-point shooting. A lot of good spacing. A lot of people to kick it out to when Joel's getting double-teamed. Especially if he's shooting at a high clip. This could just keep getting better. I really, really love Nang off the bench shooting them threes for us. Just imagine, last year in this situation, we had Mike Scott going even... Two for eight, one for five, and then may, maybe he'll hit like three threes or something out of nowhere. But Nang is the real deal, and I love it. I love that he just shoots it as soon as the ball touches his hand, and it looks like it's going in every time. And that's exactly what we need to win games is players to shoot threes and make them. That's the NBA today. Play defense, shoot threes, and make them, and you win games. It's that simple. You see the analytics. You got to get better at shooting threes as a team, and that's what we're doing with these little pickups like Nang. We got Furkan hitting a couple threes off the bench. We got Shake Millen that might play today. Hopefully he could be our little 
I don't know, our little star off the bench. Because it's good to see Nang hit his threes. It's good to see Andre Drummond get his rebounds. And Furkan do his little playmaking, get the crowd hype. But we miss Shake Millen. We're not going to lie. I know I was trash talking him a couple episodes ago. But as of right now, we need someone to just be like a real good spark off the bench. We're getting little flashes with Nang and Moss. But then we look at stuff like Andre Drummond's not really giving us points. Matisse Thybul, he's going to play his defense, but he's not giving us no points. Shake Millen, we miss you, man. I miss you. My apologies for the sneak diss. But his offense and his creativity off the bench is pretty missed right now. And that's something I feel like the team needs. And if he does end up in the starting lineup... If that's what Doc feels before Ben Simmons comes back, Tyrese Maxey off the bench, that's crazy too. He's going to give us like a nice 15 off the bench. And he can slash and kick it out the name or kick it out the cork moss. I feel like that's something else that this team could use. Another thing that I think that can make this team better right now as we're looking as a 2-2, two and two, hopefully go 3-2 and two tonight. After we play a little bang-up, rebuilding Pistons tonight at home. No reason. Even if Joel doesn't play tonight, no reason why we lose this game. I want Tobias Harris to play with the I-didn't-make-the-all-star-team mentality like he did last year. I want him to get the ball, post him up, and get a fucking basket. Do them little turnaround mid-range jump shots. I know I just said that three points wins the game. But if it ain't broke, fix it. You got to play and do what you're good at. Even if you see all these other players shooting threes. We got the players for that, Tobias. I want you to post them up and get your buckets, man. Stop playing scared. Play like you're the second best player on the team. Because as of right now, you are. You're making $180 million. Right now, you are Joel Embiid's sidekick. And you have to play like that. You see what Chris Milliton's doing with Giannis. You got to have that type of mindset, my man. We got to win games with not just Joel playing on one knee and getting all tired and getting all burnt out and still trying his hardest. You got to step up. As is right now, there's no reason why you shouldn't be averaging like 24 or 25 points, especially with Joel kind of struggling right now. Why are you not stepping up right now? Something needs to click in your head. Come on, Tobias. Another thing, Danny fucking Green. The job is pretty simple. Be the vet on the team, play some defense, and hit the wide open three. There should be no reason why he airballed three straight threes against the Brooklyn Nets. I had to watch that shit live. It was sickening. He airballed the first three, and it's like, uh, all right, he's got the next one. Literally, this next possession, air balls again. The next possession, we get a stop against the Nets. It's a fast break. He gets the ball with KD in his face and said, I just, nothing in his head that just said, yo, I just air balled twice. Maybe I should chill. No, he says, oh, KD's in my face. Fast break. Let's get the crowd hype. Shoots another three and he air balls again. Come on, Danny. Savage is seven points right now. Then there's the games when he only takes one shot. Like, no, you gotta take at least you gotta take at least five shots. 
Because some five shots are going to be threes. And out of them five shots, we need three of those to go in. That's nine points right there from you. No reason why you should be averaging seven. And there's no reason why you're not shooting when you're paid to shoot. There should be no reason why you take one shot. Get comfortable. Get in the green spot. Show people why you led the NBA last year in corner threes and hit your shots. I know there's no Ben to set him up or no playmaker right now. But them threes that he's taking, he's open. It's Joel getting double teamed and Danny's in the corner. You got to make those threes, Danny. Come on. Last thing I kind of want to talk about. I know you guys are probably sick of me talking about this Ben Simmons shit. I am too. But as you know that he came to the team, basically told him everything that's going on. He's got some mental issues going on right now, off the court stuff. I'm not going to bash him about that. There's nothing like to really like joke about that or call him like a coward or scared to play. He came to the team and said, listen, I'm just not right in the head right now. The team came to him and just told him, like, we understand. We're going to support you. We got your back. The reports are saying that they all took accountability. And you guys are not going to like what I got to say after that. In my mind, and I know it's in, probably in the back of a lot of other 76ers fans' mind, is this. Ben Simmons finally grew some balls and said, basically, like, I know I was playing like shit last year. And like they said, the other people on the team took accountability too. So maybe Doc Rivers said, probably, like, I made some bad decisions. Joel, I fucked up too. Tobias, I could have played better. But Ben Simmons told him, like, yo, I played bad and I knew that. So to me, and like I said, you guys are not going to like this. If Ben Simmons comes back this year, the 76ers win the championship. I don't care. Record this. Save it for when we win the championship. But if Ben Simmons comes back this year, this team wins the championship. I feel like after that little meeting and reading them reports, the team finally knows the goal. They're all on the same page. They basically came at, they all came at each other. They all took accountability. You see the Lakers, they don't look like, they look like shit. The Nets, they're probably not going to have Kyrie this year. The East is wide open. The 76ers are all on the same page. Ben knew he was fucking up. He told his team he was fucking up. There should be no reason, after all this nonsense, that we don't win the championship. And that's the last thing I'm going to say. I'll catch y'all later. I love y'all.